Hi everyone, uh, welcome back to Dad Didn't Like That Song. Uh, and this is a series dedicated to the dissertation I wrote at university on the effects of streaming the consumption of unsigned artists' music. Um, and, you know, I am going to be reading it, uh, and the budget for this is very limited. I'm currently have a bed sheet over my head because my room is too big and echoey. Uh, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just sitting here staring at the screens. It's a very low budget, just chatting today. Um, I'm going to run through the first chapter, the kind of the introduction stuff, uh, introducing to what the dissertation is going to look at, uh, what it's trying to do, uh, and why I've kind of done it as well. So it starts with a quote. I don't believe that music starts in your brain. I believe it starts in a place that we don't have any direct contact with. And I believe that everything we do and everything that we create is nature expressing itself, the same way that a tree or a flower growing out of the ground is expressing itself. This quote is taken from the documentary, The Heart is a Drum Machine, and it's from the famous guitarist John Pashante, speaking about his opinion on where or what comes over him when he's producing or listening to music. The film is directed by Christopher Pomerink, and to me is a beautiful way of seeing straight into the creative mind. Many of the artists I interviewed at the study had no idea or explanation to how or where that creative spark comes from, almost like an energy overcoming them, passing through and leaving a mark neither created nor destroyed. I too have connection to this quote, using it as an instrumental song I would go on to release. This research is aimed at looking into the young generation of unsigned musicians and how the pressures newly created through the internet can either make or break their creative minds and whether the internet's new possibilities have led to their music becoming more profitable. Chapter 1. Release Night Months have led up to this Friday evening. I count the seconds down to 6 o'clock until the constant refreshing of my Spotify rip page reveals the exciting new single I've released. Having spent countless hours recording, branding and promoting myself, I rush to my phone to let all my friends and followers know exactly what it is and I tell them about the potential new virus sensation I've created with just a guitar and my laptop. The excitement continues to build as the Spotify for Artists app reveals the number of people listening now to my song. Then it hits me. Is this it? Years of praising idols like art, art, idols and artists like John Frusciante and Radiohead have led me to the point of obsession with numbers and followers. But the more I release, the more I understand their resent towards the industry and those who control it. And how important it is to keep the emphasis on the creative process, not the popularity it can generate. The penny drops and I soon realised that I have become a victim of the effects of Spotify on the unsigned artist. Questioning my reasons to create, wanting and promised a chance to show my art to the world, yet stuck with the ugly reality that this may never come to light. This has been my reason to dive into the world and literature around the music industry in regards to streaming. To understand how it has impacted myself, friends and other unsigned artists around the world and whether the internet has led to a positive or negative evolution of the independent artists in today's music industry. The literature around the music industry today describes the main reason of the rise of streaming and services as the industry's answer to piracy, a problem created via the fast expansion of the internet reportedly costing the industry $4.2 billion in 2000. The focus of the literature revolves around the qualitative impacts of streaming services and how it changes the consumption model and commodity chains of the product to cut out the middleman, leaving out labels and major powers of the industry causing a socialization of production, as Arlington and Peterson put. This gives, the op uh, this gives the option for unsigned artists to brand, create and distribute their own music, creating a sense that artists are now more entrepreneurial. Moreover, streaming has caused a process known as unbundling to occur, where 
you know, the seeds to release more singles instead of albums in order to retain the customer's attention or the consumer's attention for a long period of time. This has demanded more from the artist as the volume of work has to be strung out and released more frequently. This dissertation seeks to contribute through showing whether new channels of dis distribution have benefited the unsigned artist as Anderson's theory of the long tail suggests it would back in 2007, and how unsigned artists have evolved to compete in the industry. Particularly now that live shows have been postponed and the harsh reality of the competitive industry is set in, this research just looks at artists, which enables me to investigate consumption, looking at interviews with six, um, five unsigned and one signed, and whether they can just run on passion and talent alone like all the idols and advice the industry sells to them. It also aims to explore the evolution of the artist into entrepreneur, and whether this deteriorates or enhances the creative process or changes the motivations which lie behind the endless stream of music seen today that distribution and marketing have been more accessible out to the internet. The findings from this research suggest that the impacts of streaming on signed artists varies between genres, particularly those who keep up and utilize new technologies as seen in electronic music without trapping themselves into traditional notions of creativity. It has also found that Anderson's theory of the long tail does hold up today However, with the switch to an attention economy, success no longer becomes dictated by money, but instead interaction, which can then be converted into monetary streams through touring or merchandise. So fo focusing on the effects of streaming on side music, the dissertation aims to discuss two research aims, which are to explore how streaming has impacted small, unsigned artists and how they have evolved to compete in the industry and to investigate how streaming services impact the exposure and success of niche products within the smaller music acts. Therefore, this research makes three important contributions. Firstly, it shows that Anderson's theory of the long tail still holds up today regarding unsigned artist music, as a switch to an attention economy has allowed the internet to be utilized to its full potential for the artist, allowing them to, in theory, release and show their music to the target audience a lot easier and make cheaper than uh, make it cheaper than traditional brick-and-mortar channels like shops and HMV. Secondly, it reveals that despite the increased emphasis on marketing and creating a brand, the same burning passion for music creating it must exist for an artist to thrive in the contemporary music industry. Thirdly, it shows the changing attitudes between artists and how they have adapted to a more demanding industry through extending their skill set and how this varies between genre, with the more traditional genres holding marketing and branding as less valuable than the newer ones emerging, such as lo-fi. So that concludes chapter one, just looking at what the dissertation is trying to do, um, how I'm gonna go about it, and yeah. So chapter two will focus on the long tail, which is a theory by Anderson, which showed that, as it will explain, it showed that Anderson basically was a guy who saw the internet as a place where it could an unlimited showcase of people's work or products because you know there's only so much room on the shelves of stores uh, you know it's particularly when you look at Amazon selling books when it first started has you know just has more books than any other bookstore so he argued that this creates just a way bigger potential for the niche products so that they can thrive uh, and this was really interesting and I could relate it to, to music because, you know, do people really dig in and seek out independent, you know, like really, really niche music on Spotify? Or is the average consumer kind of, you know, looking at their homepage and their Discover Weekly and stuff? 
and that's what it's going to really discuss so yeah that's the next episode thanks for listening guys uh, i hope you all have a lovely day i can't wait to take the shit over my head it's pretty warm <laughs> and yeah i'll see you soon Thank you.